Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a full-service media agency servicing networks, studios, brands, and Fortune 500 clients. One Circle creates content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com or DM me on Instagram at John Brancaccio. And that's J-O-H-N-B-R-A-N-C-A-C-C-I-O. I'd love to hear from you. One Circle not only creates media across multiple platforms such as TV, digital video, social media, websites, and apps for clients, but we also create original content for consumers. One of our latest projects is Still Believe. Still Believe is an app that transforms pictures into video of children's favorite magical characters in their home. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film virtual effects artists to transform your picture into your Still Believe video to amaze your children. You can tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the Tooth Fairy and Santa and then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes and you can then save it to your phone and share on social media. The app is free to download and also has in-app purchases. So for $3, you can catch the Tooth Fairy in your home. The Still Believe app is available for the iPhone on the App Store and Android on Google Play. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Man, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. Just stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. living his That's toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. Hey, everybody. This is Maddie Kay. And John. And this is another edition of the Working Experience Podcast. Uh, John notified me in a panic that we were out of episodes. And if our audience does not have an episode of the Working Experience to listen to, they're, they're done. they don't know what to do. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you were running frantic. No idea. Not, <clears throat> not knowing what to do Christmas morning. No. If you didn't have our, our wonderful audible voices in your head and don't that's why don't forget to give the gift of the working experience podcast because it's <laughs> it's a gift give it you know i mean you just tell someone to listen to it doesn't cost you anything and man you're just enriching someone's life 
it's, you know, it's and it and it's free. It's free. It's the it's, gift that keeps it, on giving. You know, it's, it's a it's a wonderful <laughs> stocking stuffer. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe you just like scribble it on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. And just jam stuff. it into someone's stocking. There you go. There you go. There's no uh, there's no Amazon to deal with. You don't have to go to CVS. <laughs> I just ran down to CVS to do my Christmas shopping. It's nice. You just get in there and I just kind of swoop up whatever crap I sit here. Cologne, <laughs> uh, candy <Whatever>. bar, <laughs> you know, uh, diapers. My, my thing is, you know, you know how like post Christmas everything's on sale. Oh, there I you go. I go to the sale rack pre-Christmas. The, really the stuff that nobody wants. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm buying. Yeah. Yeah, and then, right, do your shopping on the 26th. What's one day? You know, it's like 70% off. Uh, So we um, we were going to talk about ghosting, which uh, this is not, I mean, I know, I guess I'd heard this term before, and I guess I, I didn't realize until I read the article you sent. It had to do with, like, I don't know, people would go out on a date or something, and then they would just never like contact the person again like they would meet over tinder or or something like that and uh and then just fade off into the sunset with no contact which i mean it's it's essentially it's essentially that and it's the the term has come into play in the last you know four or five years with social media basically you could meet someone anonymously over the internet whether it be like through tinder or snapchat or instagram or whatever develop a relationship and then literally fall off the face of the earth because they don't know you know where you live or what you do they don't have specific information to track you down um whereas like when we were growing up like you couldn't ghost somebody i mean you could i shouldn't say that you could but the term wasn't as prevalent nor was the practice like could you imagine, like, you know, you're on, you know, Fordham campus and you decide you don't want to see someone and then you, how do you disappear? You can't, you can't. I guess if you were seeing someone like long distance, you could quote unquote ghost them. But now it's, the, the article I had sent you, it's not, it's not only through dating and relationships, but now you have um, people in jobs ghosting their employers. So... They're employed, it's a full-time job, and then just don't show up, no notice, no communication after that. Well, yeah, but I've had, I mean, I, I on, on Fordham campus, yeah, but I mean, I've, I've gone out on dates with women and never heard from them again. I mean, I've like, I remember this one woman in particular, like we went out on three dates, I thought things were, you know, going pretty well, and then she just never returned my phone calls, and like, that was that. Like we never, never communicated again. So I don't know whatever happened to her and like nothing bad happened. I thought it was going pretty well. I mean, this is like 20 years ago. So, I mean, I would consider that ghosting. Like I didn't know where she lived. I'd never been to her apartment. We had just been out to restaurants or or a bar or whatever. So, I mean, this is not like a new phenomenon to me. Like I've certainly, you know, like I've worked at jobs I mean, I worked at the Coca-Cola factory for two summers, and this happened with numerous employees. Like, I remember one guy showed up. He was new. I didn't meet him, but the guy who was training him comes in for the mid, 
shift break, like our first break, and he goes, well, it's a new record, 22 minutes. The guy came in. He worked up until the first break. He said he had to go out to his car to get his gloves, and he never came back. And I was like, are you serious? And he goes, and they were like, this happens all the time. Like, you know, and, and that job paid pretty well. I mean, it was not an easy job to get in terms of like, you know, you had to fill out applications and, you know, it, it paid a good wage for the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, this really wasn't new to me. Like I thought I've, I've experienced it and I've, I don't think I've ever done it. I was trying to remember and to be honest about it. And I don't, I don't think I've ever like not shown up for something. I don't know. I don't really remember. I don't think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, so I guess it's always existed. I just never, I've never done it. Yeah, you know, I've never done it. Like when I was younger, and just completely to ghost somebody. No, I've never just like fought. Well, I mean, I think I did it in the dating world, but uh, and I've had it done to me. Like I just said, like I mean, you just sort of are not really interested, or something else. You know, like you're maybe you start seeing someone else, and you just never like return the person's phone call. I mean, it's not a good thing to do. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. And I didn't like having it done to me, but like in terms of employment, uh, well, I started remembering, like I did, I quit one job that I got hired to teach at this all girls Catholic high school in the South Bronx when I was like 22, when I just moved back from Colorado and I was not prepared for that job. Like I, I should not have been teaching at that school I had no idea what I was doing I, it was ridiculous and so I lasted a couple of months and then I just you know went to the I lasted up until right before Christmas and then I went to the principal and I'm like I'm not teaching here anymore and she was mad she got she got mad and I was like but you hired me for this job and you know I'm not qualified for it like I didn't know I wasn't qualified but my position was like you've been doing this a long time. You should have known. She just wanted a warm body in there. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. And they didn't give me any curriculum. I got no support, nothing. And it was just like, okay, well, I, it was very unpleasant. And, uh, but I was just like, look, I don't, like, it was sort of like, this is your fault for hiring me. Like, you should have known that I have no idea what I'm doing and I shouldn't be here. So anyway, you know, I did go in and I face to face and, you know, rip the bandaid off. And, and that was that, you know, I, I left and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't see, um, ghosting as a positive thing. No, you, no, you no, no, no. You should at least give the other party some sort of closure, right? Like you should, um, you know, just, just like, hey, this ain't working out. <laughs> well, isn't two weeks' I'm, notice I'm pretty standard? On. Like, don't, don't. Yeah, it's, pr I mean, it's, pr yeah, it's pretty standard. But even in a relationship, I mean, you got to. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to give some sort of like, you know, and also the article is like some, uh, some employees would um, quit their jobs via text. <laughs> just. Just I know. shooting a text to someone like, hey, hey uh, you know, I've been working for four years 
I'm just not feeling it anymore. So I, I'm done. I quit. Well, at least, at least you're sending something, I guess. But yeah, I would hope I wouldn't do. Well, I mean, people are so used to just dealing with email and text and not talking face to face that I guess it just seems kind of, it doesn't seem rude or uh, inconsiderate. It's just how people communicate with each other. So, well, I, mean, I, I think that's too. I think there's a, a generational divide. I think that like like our generation, I would consider that you know rude to to do it via text or to ghost. Where you know the majority of the communications for Gen X and Gen Y happen over this you know six inch screen. Where they're where they're texting emojis, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, Facebook. Just send your employer a, a, a sad face emoji, and that's <laughs> it. That's your. And, and let me counter. And then, let me counter your argument. The uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was fired via tweet from our president. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Set, setting a good example, uh, Donald Trump. Jesus yeah. Christ. Don't don't say it to the guy, you know, don't don't talk to him man to man. Do it via tweet. No. And not even to him tweet. personally. Tweet it. Yeah, P- tweet publicly. it out. Uh, yeah. I mean, right. It's like it, not to get off on a tangent, which we always do, but he's supposed to be this big manly man negotiator and like that's how you fire somebody? I mean, you don't even have the the character to like have him come in, sit down and say, "Look, Rex, it's just not working out this way, that way. I mean, he's a grown man. He was head of Exxon. I'm sure he's not going to have a nervous break. He's probably very relieved that he didn't have to do it anymore. Well, you know, that's just it. It's like, you know, you, you know, you were about to say, you know, he didn't have the balls. Like, that. that's my, like, that's my take on it. Like, look, and, and this might be like a very patriarchal man-sided thing. It's like, look you should look someone in the eye face to face and be like, and, and, you know, and tell them what the deal is. I think a woman should do that too. I, I, you know, I think. Yeah, no, no. I, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm using this man to man, but yes, same thing for a woman. Like you should, you know, have the, you know, the decency and respect for someone to just kind of, you know, face up to it. Whereas like a text to me and, you know, a text is better than ghosting because there's some <laughs> form of communication, but it's, it's like an easy way out. Oh, totally. You know, it's like not, not facing up to, um, you know, reality. Look, it's not, look, the fact is it's not, it's not fun, right? It's not an easy conversation if you're going to tell your boss that you're going to leave the job, especially if, they're counting on you for, you know, whatever job function you have, right? I'm, I'm sure they're, and this might be coming as a surprise to them. So in a sense, you're leaving them in a lurch. Ergo, it's not going to be a fun conversation. They're going to try to make you, you know, stay. There's probably going to be some sort of level of confrontation. And then the same thing on the relationship side. Like whoever you're dating might not be thrilled with the fact that you don't like them or you know, you don't see a future in them. That's not going to be a fun conversation. But there has to be some sort of, you know, like almost like decency and respect to that person of like, look, this is this is where it's at. You know, and I think as you get, 
you know, older you, I, I hope to think that you see value in that stuff. Like, and I try to teach my boys, like, look, you've got to, you got to own up to your mistakes. You have to, you know, you have to speak up. You have to look people in the eye, you know, just, just a laundry list of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know about all that. I just sort of like to <laughs> fade into the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. fade this out. This is what I this is what I like to do. Yeah. This is I mean, this is my form of ghosting. I I call up uh, my I call up my mother and I'm like, "Hey mom, yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to I want to quit my job. Right. Can you call my <laughs> boss up? <laughs> right. And and, t- and tell him that I've got the sniffles. And this, this, the job is not working for me and like, like a mental capacity. I just can't deal with it. I I, I had my mother do it. Yeah. Emotionally. I can't deal with it emotionally. And, uh, yeah, just, um, I mean, this is all stuff I preach looking people in the eye and having character, but I don't do any of that. I just, I mean, I think it's a good idea, but yeah, (laughs) God forbid you should actually, Put into action what you preach. Yeah, ah, that's, that's too difficult. It's very hard. Well, you had a, a very unpleasant experience leaving your job at Morgan Stanley, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. That was the direct opposite of a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and I've told this story, but I'll, I'll try to give the abbreviated version. Um, I walked into the man- managing director's office and quit. And... He couldn't believe it and tried to throw more money at me, and I refused. And then it got to the point where we had to be separated by HR. He wanted to knock me the F out (laughs) um, because he thought I was playing a game with him. So if you hear a story like that, it actually gives power to the fact that you should go somebody or or quit via text. Sure. Because that was... That was a an experience that I would have liked to have avoided, but I wouldn't have had that story to tell everyone today. It was a true story. This guy was a absolute lunatic. Guy was nuts. And um, didn't he knock yeah. someone else's tooth out at one point? Didn't he punch oh, an yeah. employee? Yeah, yeah, he did. But he was he was he was like a rainmaker. So he made so much money for the firm that this all this stuff was like swept under the rug. Yeah, he yeah. he knocked out like a junior research assistant um it was a Christmas party. At the yeah. Christmas party. At the Christmas party, yeah. I think oh. the guy said the kid said something to him that he didn't really uh appreciate <laughs> and uh he 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 punched him and he, he landed. He was like a, he was a boxer at uh, at Princeton. Oh my! God. I mean, the guy was like he was like Napoleon. He was like five six. You yeah. know, he wore like like um, uh, like almost he almost wore like high heel shoes and like boosters <laughs> in his shoes, so so he could be he could be taller or appear taller. taller. Oh my god! And he ended up. You know, just to come full circle with the story, he was uh, thrown in jail because he was um, he he was in a penthouse suite with two Russian prostitutes who um, I, I think he, he was charged with murder. Oh my and, god! And, and, yeah, there was where it was like, um, what's the uh, 
what's the indirect murder? Manslaughter or something. Yeah, something like that. Like I get, I think they like OD'd, but yeah. he provided the cocaine, Ooh. and I think, and they also had bruises, Ooh. so there might have been a fight that ensued. Yeah, he didn't get like he didn't get the full rap for um, you know for double homicide, but he got some sort of charge that landed him in jail. Wow. Yeah. Did, did he so. pass away as well? Uh, that no, guy? I don't think. I don't think he. No, I don't think he died. I think he's still alive. Oh, okay. you mean in jail or? or no, I thought he had. Room? I thought he had overdosed of cocaine or something like that. No, he didn't overdose. Oh, <laughs> well, still, it's so wonderful. Now, would Morgan Stanley really care about any of this as long as he makes the money? I mean, oh yeah, you know that they would care about. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, <laughs> they, he was, well, they was, certainly have their fired. standards. <laughs> as he was soon fired. as, but like if, if if no, but if he was if he was caught with two prostitutes in a penthouse suite in Manhattan, uh, no, they wouldn't care about that. Yeah. yeah. It, the, but the fact that he was brought up on, uh, you know, charges, yeah, and convicted. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got to they got to draw the line in the sand somewhere, Matt. So that could be a compelling case for ghosting, uh, for or like quitting <laughs> via text. I mean, if I thought I was going to get physically attacked, you know, then yeah, I might. Uh, well, we had a guy. I don't know exactly how he left, but um, guy where I teach, he he quit. Like he's a new teacher this year, and uh, I met him at like the opening luncheon, and uh, good guy and everything. Um, but, you know, he, he quit after like a month and a half. He just did not like teaching. He just, I don't know, you know, he just wasn't happy with it. And I don't know if he didn't know the workload or, you know, I mean, I don't, the school I teach is good. I mean, the kids are, you know, I mean, they're kids. They're, sometimes they can be very frustrating to deal with. But, you know, by and large, it's good. Um, but I don't know. I guess he just... And, you know, like, when you when you get a new job, you sign a contract and everything, and, you know, you're really kind of supposed to stay until the end of the year because then they have to fill your position. And, you know, you, you have, like, classes that aren't being... I mean, they, they filled in teaching as classes and things, but it's rough. I mean, you're putting people in the lurch and, you know, making people's lives more difficult. And, you know, with teaching, there's kind of a time factor. Like, if they lose a month, you know, they're not going to get that back. And then it's, you know, this and that. So they brought in this uh, new teacher and she seems very good. So, you know, it happens in every profession. I don't, you know, people leave for different reasons. But yeah, to just kind of not, I mean, I think of that in a, in a humorous way sometimes. Like just not showing up for work ever again and no one knows what happened and you move to Fiji <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know. But I also think like, I mean, unless I really had a compelling reason, like I really felt badly treated, uh, you know, which yeah, there are some jobs you sort of, you know, some schools I've worked at where I'm like, you know, I didn't in New York, not up here. But yeah, it's not a good habit to be in because also I'd have to think about my employment history. Like, what do I what do I tell a new if I'm trying to get another job? Like, what do I tell people? Yeah, no. You know? That's a that's a great point, like because you're 
you're the you say you're going after a job and your soon to be employer is like look give me a, a list of references and i want to know the last place you work i want to talk to your boss i mean can you imagine that phone call oh yeah um yeah, so uh, how was Timmy's an employee? Yeah, he was good up until the day he <laughs> ghosted us. I know. And gave, you know, gave us, um, uh, you know, zero notice and then didn't show up and didn't return our calls, our texts, blah, 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 our emails. I mean, that is just, <laughs> that does not look good. No. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if people have just gotten used to this. It's sort of like the, uh, maybe the tattoo thing. Like, there's plenty of people I work with who have visible tattoos. You know, they have them on their arms and stuff like that. And ankles or whatever. And nobody bats an eye anymore. But, you know, like, 20, 30 years ago, that wouldn't, you know, having visible tattoos and things like that, like, that would be a no-go. And in like the teaching profession, I don't know, maybe fine, you know, the film industry and all that, they don't care. But that now has just become much more acceptable and nobody really thinks about it at all. It's, it's fine. So I don't know if like a 30 year old manager would be like, yeah, he ghosted his last boss. Like maybe it's just, it's sort of like also the social media thing, like, there must be so many millions of people with embarrassing social media stuff, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, that after a while, you wouldn't be able to hire anyone who's in a picture right, with a right. beer can or, you know. Everybody's, everybody's doing, everybody's ghosting. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, I personally, if I were in a position to hire somebody, unless they had, if they had excellent qualifications and... I said, okay, well, I contacted your last employer and she said you left with no notice. You never got in touch. Like, they better have a pretty compelling reason. Like, my parents died. I don't know. I got deathly ill. <laughs> like, right, maybe right. if they had something, but if, if they'd done it like three or four times, I'd be like, well, no, I'm sorry. I can't hire you. I mean, I'd, I'd be no, worried. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a it's, good, it's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe like where like these old these old guys talking about it, you know, because the the example that you used with um, with tattoos is 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 very very true. It's very on point because when I when we were in college and I first entered the workforce, it's like 20, 25 years ago. If you had like in finance, if you had a visible tattoo, I I, can't, I don't even. Even like when I would hang out with people after work and, you know, you'd play like, you know, whatever, basketball or you'd go to the beach or whatever, their tattoos were um, very, very rare to almost non-existent in the professional fields where it was, it was literally like, um, you know, the Navy or a biker gang, you know what I mean? It was very, very counter punk. It was very, very counter culture. Yeah. Now, and, and you're right in the, in the film and media world, it is, it is so prevalent. Like the fact that I don't have a t tattoo is I'm in the minor minority now. And, and this wouldn't make me want to go out and get a tattoo, but I would uh, almost want to tell somebody 
going into the media industry, look, you better get a couple of visible tattoos. <laughs> yeah, really? No, Otherwise, no, no, really. I don't it, think it, you're a creative one exactly. of them. You know? the, 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 like the creative class uh, has the, you know, they have, they have tattoos. But even on the corporate side, even on the executive side, there are people have tattoos. Well, that's why it's and become like, kind of lame, so, you know? Like, it's just, it, it's, to well, me, it's you know, always... Like, kind of a cheap way unless it's very personal to you and maybe you designed it or something like that i don't have any problem with tattoos i mean i kind of like them i don't have any but now it's just this kind of lame way of like you know trying to express creativity and it's like well <laughs> yeah great well, you know what it is it's the thing too is like it's you know it's 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 totally social norms like it's just ink on skin right there's and it's basically like the prejudices of our, you know, our parents' generation handed down onto us. Like my parents still think you're a derelict if you have a tattoo. Like, <laughs> like there, there's no convincing my father otherwise. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like if you have a, if you have a visible tattoo, you, you're, you know, you're a terrible human being. Right. But it, all, all it is is ink on skin. Yeah. There's no, there's no problem. The only thing that, and I, I don't have an issue or a problem with, with tattoos, but the only thing that I, the reason why I don't have a tattoo, nor why I get a tattoo, is the permanence of it. So the tattoo that I would have gotten at 21 is far different than the one I would have gotten at 35 or 42. Yes. And the fact that, and to get those removed, like the bigger ones, oh, is like yeah, 10 times the cost. It's yeah. extremely painful. And yeah. some of the bigger ones, you can't. You just have to like make it into something else. Right. Now, if there was some sort of technology where I could, you know, sport a tattoo, you know, and I could just snap my fingers and get rid of it after a year, hey man, I would I would I would try that out. Because like I what I would have gotten in in my my twenties, I certainly would have regretted. Certainly would have regretted 10 years later. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Well, someone had a poignant comment one time that if you if you think the same way at the age of 40 that you did when you were 20, you've basically wasted 20 years. Like you haven't <laughs> learned anything. That's, <laughs> and that's like, so true. And, I, and this, this musician that I, I respect a lot was saying, he's in his 50s now, and he was saying, you know, I pretty much think exactly the way I did when I was 18 and I pretty, you know, this and that. And I agree with a lot of his worldview, but I'm also like, ah, you know, there hasn't been a lot of growth maybe in the last 40 years or 30 years. It's like, you know, it's kind of natural to develop your intellect and, and your worldview and all of that. Um, so just to end off with the ghosting thing, uh, number one, I can certainly sympathize uh, with, with somebody's urge to ghost, but I am remembering this guy. Uh, I never met this guy. I, when I lived in New York, I used to do, uh, volunteer work for coalition for the homeless. We would drive around in vans and hand out food. And, uh, they had this, um, a van that went uptown to Harlem and things like that van that went downtown. And then they added a third one after a couple of years to the Bronx. And, it ended near Fordham, where John and I both went to college. 
And so they were telling me, I went out, I used to go out usually on a Friday night and they were telling me about this guy because somebody said, you know, Matt, you went to Fordham, right? And I said, yeah. And a couple of weeks before this guy who had graduated from Fordham, I think he's probably about 15 years younger than us. Uh, he was on the Bronx run and he's gung ho that he is going to drive the van every Wednesday and Friday night for the Bronx route. He, he wants to do it total dedication and everything, talking it up. He knows the Bronx. I think maybe he grew up in Yonkers or something like that. Boom, he disappears. They never hear from him again. He never shows up, never. He ghosts them. And they're like, why would he do something like that? And I'm like, well, I totally understand because I graduated from Fordham and all of my friends are like that. They're like, but why would he be so gung-ho about it? I'm like, he believed it all at the time, but he yeah. knew he was in, in never the moment. Do he it. believed it. Yeah, it, it, it's a strange, and it's hard to explain to people. He knew he was not going to follow through, but he had every intention of following through. If you can understand that, and they they couldn't wrap their heads around it, so I couldn't. Yeah, that, you know like, what? I mean, I think that I think that term, like when we were growing up, was like the guy went MIA. Or the yeah, guy MIA, went MIA, right? Like yeah. that was ghosting. Yeah. So there were instances where, you know, now that now to look back at it is like certain, you know, I, I caddied and guys would like, they'd be all gun ho about it. Then they'd come down once and then literally like disappear. Yeah. Like, and, and, there, and there was no way the guy just, just vanished. Yeah. But we would term that as MIA instead right. of like ghosting. Yeah. But they were like, you know, why? why and I think too, like, this is a volunteer job. Like, why would you go out of your way <laughs> to do something like this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it is kind of genius. <laughs> uh, all right, so we uh, covered ghosting, and I um, hopefully John and I don't ghost on this podcast. Although I have a habit of doing things like that, but uh, I th- I think we should get a, a steady run, like maybe you know maybe that that's what 2019 holds for us. Right, ghosting. you and I. <laughs> Ghosting each other. (laughs) Exactly. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll be back at you next time. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Working Experience. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsor, the Still Believe app, which creates HD videos of your favorite holiday characters in your home. Simply take a picture on your phone, and they create the magic. We have Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Definitely check it out on stillbelieve.co. It's also available on the App Store and Google Play. Okay, thanks everyone.